When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Good morning. Welcome in. Your SEC Insider Hit today is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your auto and home. Save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. They will take care of you and your family in any of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. We welcome in our friend Brad Edwards. Spent 25 years at ESPN in the world of college football. And some hoops and baseball. And uh, Brad joins us on 105.9 The Zone. Brad Edwards, good morning. Good morning, Bo. How is everything? Well, now that you're on the phone, I hear your voice. It's better. I hope you're doing well. Good. Good. It's been a while. It has. Um, we're going to drop some audio for you. And uh, Nick Saban's at a golf tournament last week talking about parody. And uh, we got a big chuckle out of it. But I'd like to get your thoughts, Blake. Well, you know, I think one of the things that I'd like to see us be able to work back to is you know, everything in college football has always had parity. You know, same scholarship, you know, same academic support, health care, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I don't think we have that balance right now, which could affect, you know, the parity of college football and co- college athletics as a whole. So, um, and I know we got a lot of good people working on it, and uh, I'm sure they'll come up with a good solution for us. All right, and then Lane Kiffin uh, quote-tweeted that and said basically that uh, does Nick Saban even know what parody is? Uh, Brad Edwards, you covered the sport for a long time, and you got to see a few eras come and go and teams come and go. Um, Your thoughts on Nick Saban talking parody in college football? Yeah, what he means is if we start right now, it's going to take several years to actually accomplish this. And so by the time I finish dominating and I retire, then parity can be in place. That's that's what he means. Um, no, I, I've, I've heard Saban talk about this stuff many times over the years, and I, I don't know. Maybe it was because he used the word parity. I, I don't know why it was – such a big deal this time, uh, but he, but he's been saying this for over a decade now that there, certain things are uh, not to the advantage of the well-being of the sport. I, I guess is is the best way to put it. 
and and so you 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 kind of have this dichotomy between you know there being a guy who uh, not only wants to dominate but is actually dominating and at the same time wanting what is best for college football and it, you know at times those seem to be at odds with each other but i mean let's let's go back to about 10 years ago or so you know when his defenses were were having trouble as everybody else was with these you know spread up tempo offenses and and he said is this what we want football to be and everybody interpreted that to mean oh he can't compete this way so therefore he wants to to keep the sport from being like this because he's going to fall behind i think what he meant was we're going to have an even better advantage if this is what you want this to be because the more plays there are in a game the more it favors the team with the better players and no we have the better question. players so so if if you want to play like this do so at your own risk because it's going to give us more of an advantage than we already have. Yeah. And and look what happened. Okay. As soon as Alabama decided to open up the offense with Lane Kiffin, obviously being the guy who, who really started that uh, back in 2015, 14, 2014, um, look what's happened to Alabama's offense. And uh, it has, has been, um, if not the best in college football over that span, certainly right up there with, you know, with, with Oklahoma and whomever else you, you might throw into that conversation. Uh, but, but now they've gone from being a, a program that dominated on defense to one that, that really beats you uh, with their offense. And, and then you've seen the same thing in the last few years where Saban, actually, even when they went to the playoff, uh, Saban was like, are you, are you sure this is what you want to do? Because, you know, as he was saying, this, it, it's not the best thing for the bowl system. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make some of these other bowl games even less meaningful than they already are, and, and that, that's true. Um, but, but what's happened is the playoff has made it more likely that the best team is going to win. I mean, you, you could have one big upset in a single game. But when you get to where you got to get to the, to that point and win two games against top competition, the odds of of the underdog coming out on top. In fact, have we even seen it in the playoff era? I don't think so. No. You know, I mean, th th there's always been a big difference between being good enough to get to the playoff and being good enough to win it. And the truth is, only four or five teams are actually good enough to win it any given year. And, and I think Saban saw that, and he asked, is this what we want? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, now we see the same thing with the transfer portal. We see the same thing with NIL. Every change that is made that people think is going to make the sport better, and, and, and maybe these things have made the sport better, but what they've also done is that they have made the rich richer. And, of course, Alabama is, is up at the top of, of the rich, and, and especially with Saban there, um, the gap between them and most other teams in the country just keeps getting wider and wider because of all these things. And I think that's what he's getting at is that is, look, at some point, we've got to reel this stuff back in and give everybody else a chance. Because if Alabama's not winning it, it's going to be Georgia or LSU or Clemson or Ohio State. Is, is there anyone else that even has a shot? I mean, I'm, you know, you've got to recruit at a certain level to have a chance to win those last two games against that level of competition. And at the moment, I mean, look, maybe if USC gets it going, they could have that type of talent, but there, there aren't many, many programs in the country that are even capable of getting there. And, and I, I think that's the essence of what he's trying to say. Is he going to care if 
nobody does anything and he wins three more national titles? Probably not. No. And where you're going, Brad Edwards uh, spent 25 years at ESPN, joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Even since we expanded from the BCS, which you were all over, you were ESPN's BCS insider. Since we expand to the four teams in college football, we haven't had four teams that could win it in the college football playoff, Brad? Yeah, you know, I would say the one exception to that would be 2017. And that was when uh, Alabama got in as the four seed. And that was even controversial. You may remember Ohio State had two losses that year, uh, but they were a Big Ten champion, and there was debate as to who should get the fourth spot. And Alabama got in as the four seed, and they end up you know, beating Clemson, the one seed in the semifinal. And then you had that incredible Georgia-Oklahoma Rose Bowl as the other semifinal, and, and obviously another incredible game uh, with overtime yet again in the championship. So you could make an argument 2017, even if maybe you throw Ohio State in the mix and say it's possible five teams, any of those five teams could have won it that year. In my opinion, that was Oklahoma's best team that we, I mean. Oh, when they played Georgia out in the Rose Bowl to get there? Yeah, that's that's the one that that blew the lead against Georgia and Baker Mayfield. I I would say um, that was probably the best team Oklahoma has had since 2008. So that if if Oklahoma was going to have a chance to win it, that was that was their chance, and they were good enough. They they could have won the national championship uh, if they'd gotten by Georgia, but uh, but they didn't. Obviously, the only other the only other year I would point to would be the very first one, 2014, which also was a year where the four seed won the playoff. That was the Ohio State Cardell Jones uh, team, and. The the thing is though that year the four best teams were not the teams that were in the playoff. Although that's I think that's often the case. The four best teams aren't actually the four that are in there. Florida State was undefeated, defending national champion. They had to be in, but they weren't that good. And they had had a lot of close calls during the season, managed to survive. The fifth team, the the one that didn't get in, uh, was TCU. And and Ole Miss fans remember how good that TCU team was because they had to play them in the bowl game. So. I think there were four teams, um, if you substitute TCU for for Florida State, I think there were four teams that year that might have been good enough to win it. But but you're right. I mean, most most of the team, excuse me, most most of the time, um, there is no more than, I don't know, I would say most of the time, you've got two teams, maybe three, that are good enough to win. Last year was, last year, obviously, there were two. so it's just it's 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 just we've gotten to a point. And this is very different, Bo. I mean, you remember, I mean, you don't even have to be as old as we are, you know, to go back. Um, and when I say that, I mean like you know anywhere in the range of fifty. I mean, go go back to the BCS years. I mean, think about there there was a there was a national championship game in two thousand ten between Auburn and Oregon, neither of which put very many players into the NFL. That's a good point. You know, and, and I mean, Cam Newton was the difference that year because he was just, I mean, he was just an all-time great college football player. But, um, you know, you don't have to go back all that far to have some seasons where there were some teams that were, you know, seriously in the mix for the national championship uh, that didn't have, you know, the type of talent that the best teams have I think today. those days, first of all, you're right. You're spot on. 